listening in from today. Welcome back to the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast for Mastering Skills to Navigate Leadership in Life, episode 15. If you've just found me in my work or are new here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I want to begin today by offering an invitation. Consider this. Every aspect of your life right now, your job, your relationships, your possessions, flow from where you place your attention. You take action to gain these things, and taking any action calls for focused attention. Perhaps the overall quality of your life simply reflects the way in which you choose to focus your attention. This is a beautiful quote, and I can attribute it to Dave Ellis. Even though I did do a little bit of research, I couldn't find out any more about him, (laughs) but I wanted to share that. Now, during today's episode, I want to explore three elements which are at the heart of the coaching model from the Adler Faculty of Professional Coaching, which is where I did my coach training. These three elements are awareness, choice, and trust. And I want to break them down so that we can begin to understand how they relate to the process of making positive change. So the first is awareness which is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as having knowledge or perception of a situation or fact. Now, awareness allows us to recognize and understand a problem or issue we're experiencing, and awareness is the starting point of everything and every change. Without awareness, we may not realize something needs to be changed, or we may not understand the impact of our action. With greater awareness, we can begin the process of taking action to address the issue and create a positive change or outcome for ourselves. Where we focus our attention shapes our experience and also creates our life. Focusing on positive thoughts and positive experiences can attract more positivity and happiness and fulfillment in our lives. And a focus on negative thoughts and experiences can attract more negativity and hardship in our lives. So when I coach for awareness, I zoom in on four things specifically. Who you are as a person. I'm curious to hear about the strengths, the gifts, the talents of each of my clients. And we spend time becoming aware of each of these things, how they help, how they hinder, the cues and clues that come up for them. Exploring who my clients are leads to exploring their purpose and or the reason for being in the world, what they're here to bring into this beautiful world. Now, coaching for purpose is more of a process because purpose doesn't tend to reveal itself quickly or as clearly. Finding our purpose is more of a process versus a destination, you might say. And a great question to ask yourself is, what's the thing you're always motivated to do, even when no one pays you? (laughs) Or what shows up for you in a fulfilling way? What leaves you feeling good and happy and like everything is right in your world? Those would be some curious questions to explore. Now, for me, I've always been motivated to make a difference in the lives of others. And I want to do that in a way that's meaningful. And so I did so while working in human resources. And when I found coaching, I could see that there was a way for me to make an even bigger impact by doing deeper work with clients. So the truth of it for me is I spend most of my time honing my craft in coaching, (laughs) thinking about coaching, or thinking about ways to help my clients create the results they want for themselves. So I feel very much like I'm closer and closer to my purpose. So back to you. 
and coaching for awareness. Once I have a sense of who my client is, I shift to what it is that they want and why they want it. Now, having an awareness to what they want, the benefits as they see them, and what achieving this thing that they want will allow to become possible, shed some light on the motivation behind what they want and can be incredibly revealing. It taps into the motivation, as I mentioned. And if what we want is something that we are willing to work with and through our discomfort to have or to bring into being, that is something really worth, you know, worth doing that for. So a great question to ask yourself is, what are the meaning, meaningful goals and dreams that I have for myself? What do I desire most in my life? What am I willing to overcome in order to have that? Now, all goals can be categorized as either performance or a learning or a fulfillment goal. And it's really important to spend some time exploring what specifically the individual goal or objective or intention is. And part of the work that we do is to zoom in on the behaviors required to support the goal, the objective or the intention that the client has and what they are doing or not doing instead. Because we're kind of, you know, we have sneaky brains. (laughs) So we are complex beings and it's not uncommon to discover that while we want something for ourselves, we often have competing commitments and assumptions that we make. So getting curious with clients about what they want, what will be different for them once they have it, is an interesting exploration because it brings up fear. And bringing up fear around what we're doing um, and what we're trying to avoid, and also the fear of not getting what we want comes into play. So again, spending time in awareness with where the client is in relation to what they want specifically can help discover the gap. What's in the way? What's the thing that's in the way of moving forward? And once we understand the gap, then we spend time exploring, okay, let's look at what works here. And let's look at what doesn't work here as it relates to supports and interference specifically. So supports can be the skills, the talents, the strengths, the inner resourcefulness that we have, and the external supports clients may want or need in order to achieve the result that they want might look like perhaps some information, encouragement, feedback, or systems that they could use. Um, This could be as simple as a reminder system or as complex as everything that's required, all the steps required to present for a TEDx talk. So here's what I know about awareness. When clients and humans, which are clients, can be clients, (laughs) start taking action, usually there are factors that show up and negatively impact our progress. And it's important for clients and the coach to understand the interference or the obstacle and then co-create a plan for how the client wants to proceed. So for me, when I'm starting to do something new, especially something for the first time, I know that I'm going to have anxiety as my friend. And so then as those fears start coming up, part of my process is to investigate. Is there something real here or is just my brain being a bit of an ass (laughs) right now? Uh, And then I can just kind of get back to my regular programming with a process that I use. Just remind myself, I'm doing something new here. Of course, you're showing up anxiety. You want me to be be aware of what's happening. That's okay. I got this. Let's get back to it. (laughs) 
So some of the ways for us to raise our own self-awareness in addition to what I've shared already are, we could take some assessment or personality tests. They can be great places to start. We can ask for feedback or insights from others about their experience of us. We also can journal. Now there's a caveat here, unfiltered journaling and honest journaling (laughs) about our thoughts, our challenges, noticing what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're doing, what we're not doing, what we're believing about ourselves, what we're not believing about ourselves. The thoughts we have about relationships we're in or a situation we are faced with or a circumstance we're experiencing. Just put everything down on paper and just notice everything that you're thinking and feeling about it. Another way to raise our awareness is to attune to our emotions. Begin to learn how to label them and ask ourselves, what what is the fear that's trying to be heard here? Or what's the specific emotion trying to tell me? These are great questions to bring curiosity versus judgment as you figure out what you are aware of. Another way to raise your awareness is by setting goals and stepping forward in action. It's a great way to raise your awareness because this is when our insecurities show up. As I I mentioned, our fear shows up. So remember, Not doing the thing that you want (laughs) is where your survival brain would like us to stay. And we know that nothing grows there in our comfort zone, besides some moss, perhaps. (laughs) Another great way is to tune into our senses and notice through that lens, which also allows us to become present in the moment. It's another great way. Or even just asking yourself, hey, what am I aware of in this very moment? And just noting it without any attachment, and without any judgment. So this is a great segue to the second element I want to talk about, which is choice. Now, choice is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. Now, in coaching, it's also about working with clients to create options from which to choose. And this is where having a vision or dreams for ourselves is really important because there's often more than one or two options or ways to get there. So combining awareness and choice is a dynamic that can provide us agency to make powerful choices in all areas of life. And from this place, exploring how committed we are to the change we want to make and the choices required to get us where we want to be. Now, it's worth saying and noting that not making a choice is also a choice, even if it's unconscious. And there are ways in which a coach can work with you and share those observations with you and expand your awareness and show you what you might not see for yourself. Sometimes when you're inside the frame, you're inside the frame and therefore you can't see everything as clearly. Now, we often have more control and choices than we think. So our actions, our inactions, our reactions, and our mindsets are all choices that are available to us. Having an awareness to the choice to allow our inner critic, if you will, or our saboteur to run the show can help us step forward from where we are to where we want or desire to be in relationship to ourselves, our lives, others, or the world. And one choice can change everything for us. There's this great quote by Zig Ziglar. He talks about the three C's of life, choices, chances, and changes. You must make a choice to take a chance 
or your life will never change. So changing our choices can change our life. And I'm not just saying this because it's a great quote. I'm saying this because I've done it. And I'm curious what would be possible for you if you believe the same could be true for you. A great question to ask yourself is, what am I choosing right now? In this moment, you're choosing to spend time listening to this podcast. And there's a reason for that. Another great question to ask is, where am I allowing my inner saboteur or my inner critic to run the show? (laughs) can be a great awareness exercise. Another question is, what choice can I or do I want to make now that's in service of my best self or my future? Making choices is is essential, especially as it relates to building self-trust, which is the last element of the heart of coaching. Now, when we make choices that align with our values and our goals, we develop a sense of confidence in our own ability to make decisions. It is self-trust that can help us navigate through difficult situations and make choices that are ultimately in our best interest. However, it's important to remember that self-trust is not built overnight. It takes time, it takes practice, and sometimes it takes making mistakes to be able to learn and to grow. But by consistently choosing what feels right for us, choice after choice, we can cultivate a strong sense of self-trust and live a more authentic and fulfilling life. Now, building self-trust requires us to set some actionable goals, and then we have to consistently keep our promise to ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be reliable and show up for ourselves for those commitments and for those promises that we've made. In essence, we have to be in integrity with ourselves by living in alignment with with our goals and our values being consistent with our actions and our reactions to build those habits that we need to sustain us forward toward our goal. Also, building self-trust happens by celebrating our successes along the way and even deciding ahead of time when we will do so, which also helps us be the person we are striving to become along the way. Being an active listener for ourselves and to ourselves by paying attention to our thoughts and whether or not they are serving us or sabotaging us. I want to give you a quick plug here for an episode coming your way next week where one of my guests gives some specific actionable strategies for doing just this and links up a workbook for you. I think you're going to love it. Now, another way to build self-trust is to be empathetic and compassionate with ourselves. After all, we are human. We are not robots. (laughs) Now, one of my coaches, Stacey Bayman, says, how we get there is how we'll be there. So when we build self-trust and are respectful, patient, kind, and understanding toward ourselves, just like we would be to a friend, the experience as we shift and change throughout the seasons of our lives can invite such a different experience than the path our beautiful brains offer us, which is fear-based. So as I wrap this up, if we could be aware of the choices we're making throughout the day and ask ourselves on a consistent basis, what choice am I making now? We could build so much more self-trust. What a beautiful way to say goodnight to yourself at the end of the day As you brush your teeth and look in the mirror, acknowledging yourself for an intentional, aware, choice-filled day 
and not beating yourself up if you didn't choose everything perfectly. Because let's face it, there is no perfect way. So I hope you found this useful as it relates to the process of change, all of the elements that we need to be able to make those changes. And here's what I know for sure. You have survived a lot already. And you're going to survive whatever change is coming your way. And with these tips, you can trust yourself along the way. In the meantime, take care of yourself, take care of your team, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is a gift. Please rate and review with your honest opinion. Subscribe and share with your colleagues, especially if you've worked with me and found value in the work we've done together. Connect with me in my favorite places, LinkedIn and Instagram. My website is Cynthia Jamison Coach, all lowercase, all one word, dot C-A. Until next time, make it a great week.